look, if you don't want to make that change within yourself, it's not going to get better. This might not apply to everybody, but if you feel like you're rock bottom, okay, and you're hoping for a better day, but you literally are doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, that's a definition of insanity. You are provided with a choice every day. You are provided with multiple choices throughout the entire day. Take that choice, make that change. You've identified a problem. You're saying you're rock bottom. Got it, you're there now. There's only one way and it's up. So change your mindset, use that choice and go a freaking different direction. Love y'all, Faceman VTT out. Day three of retirement. As an infantryman, I was asked if I could clean the sink. So let's look at this. Definitely some kind of grime on there. And I open up the cabinet. What do I use? Nothing comes to mind. Like my experience is my skill set. Nothing. Wait a minute. Everyone knows this is how you clean everything. Imagery retired. Just a good second. Would you like a military discount? Uh, oh, do you offer one? Uh, oh, it's the cap of the day. CC's Pizza is the county fair of restaurants. You go in there, you look around, you feel a little bit better about yourself, then you realize that you're in there too. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, let's be honest. You know, not everybody's made for this life. It's scary. You know, you gotta jump out of a plane while it's moving. That's not natural. It's high, it's, it's fucking wet outside sometimes. It's snowy, it's hot, it's dry, it's shitty. Who the fuck would wanna be airborne? Best job, fucking best job I ever had. It's not, it's semi. -dark. I hear it. Best job I ever had. It's Dr. Pepper like. Yeah. But it still has like a beer aftertaste, which, man, whatever. <laughs> On the bright side, though. Hey, Chris, we can hear us. Yeah. No, they can hear us. We can hear us. Now, I can hear us. No, they can hear us. We can hear us. That's off my...
What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 109 of the Trash Talk Hour. Special guest today is Monty from Fusion Cell. And as always, I'm joined by Nick and Buddy. Happy Saturday. How's everybody What's up? doing? Happy Saturday. Check that USB code for all this Ooh. one. Do you know who's, do you know who's that, not right? do you know who's not playing today is Alabama? Which Ooh, is which right. is which but is exciting for the first thing. time like in 25 years. Yeah, so, well, like, maybe maybe a bunch of those other teams <laughs> will lose, and uh, Alabama might squeak their way in. Uh, I will say, as an Alabama fan, um, we are getting the season that we deserve. That secondary is real suspect. Yeah, and for those who watch soccer, the U.S. is going to go home tomorrow. Oh, uh, they went home today. They're already packing. You they're think they're packing today? Hey, before we get, you think they already booked the flight? They they they, <laughs> oh, they should have. They should have had a flight on standby. Look, hey, I before, think they're really good. The conspiracy, but yeah. let's just. I do need to address the soccer thing uh, oh. with the fact that now that we do profit sharing uh, mm -hmm. with the men's and women's national team, when the men advanced to the second round, they had to split half of the money they get paid for the advertising with the women. That mm -hmm. half of that payment was more than what the women got paid for winning the entire World Cup. That's wow. insane, dude. So, so well, it's like you. Uh, they, they had. A, I saw a thing today about the WNBA, and uh, they were talking about how the the WNBA players wanted a profit sharing instead of a paycheck. And uh, if you do the math, uh, the WNBA loses twelve million dollars a year. So every one of the players in the WNBA owes eighty three thousand dollars a year to the WNBA. Right. No. Well, they, they they want the same thing the women get with the soccer and then NBA. Yeah, so yeah. the the NBA already gives them all of their funding. So it's like yeah. Like, but they make they make plenty of money anyway. Like the richest they athlete lose, in the world well, is a well, soccer well, player. It's like Leon Messi is like the. No, richest. but we're talking about women, Dave. Right, yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm saying those guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I hope Megan's not watching this. You just ruined yeah. my fucking day, Nick. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but, no, all right, we can get, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, um, we're going to kick start it again with a conspiracy. Okay. I actually uh, was scrolling through uh, TikTok last night at 10 o'clock and uh, came across this conspiracy. So I did uh, my due diligence and uh, did a lot of research for Buddy. All right. Took copious notes guys. for you, Buddy. Whoa. And uh, today we're going to talk about the 1996 Brazil alien incident. Ooh, okay, this is like this was in 1996. Okay, so not like in the 40s when the Roswell incident occurred. Um, but they are calling this the Brazil's Roswell incident. Okay, so long story short, January 13th in 1996, several eyewitnesses spotted a UFO in the sky. Okay, hundreds of people saw this thing flying around. Apparently, it was smoke coming out of it. Okay, and then the the thing crashed, all right? The man who saw the UFO crash went, you know, immediately went to the woods to investigate and uh, was immediately sent away by the military. You already, you know, had the whole spot cordoned off, you know? So they right. said, hey, get out of here, of course. Always the military is always present right away when a UFO crashes, right? A couple days later on January 20th, several phone calls were being made by the population in the area about sightings of a strange creature in the area, okay? So this is where it gets really weird. One of the witnesses was three girls on their way home who spotted a black creature with red eyes, very short, and had webbed feet. The girls ran home frightened and informed their mom about what happened, okay? Couples, a couple hours later, the military police went down that road to see if they could find this creature, okay? And they actually caught it, all right? So one of the military police guys gets out, detains the creature, grabs it, and they take it to the nearest hospital, okay? Apparently, the creature smelled 
like it was just horrible, like pneumonia, like it was really bad, had oily skin, all kinds of stuff. Uh, that one soldier died four weeks later of an infection that occurred after touching this creature. Okay. This is also talked about by the doctor. Like they interview a doctor who was at the hospital when this occurred. Um, one of the soldiers, like I said, died four weeks later from an unknown infections. The girls who witnessed the creature were also visited days afterwards by four men in suits, men in black, whatever you want to call it. Were they Buddy, you're gonna get your turn. You're gonna get your turn. I just need. I'm He's writing taking notes. notes. Yeah. They were black suits. They could have been the men in black. Who knows? They were witnessed by these men, and they were told obviously not to say anything. So, long story short, hundreds of eyewitnesses, to include the doctor, okay, that was at the hospital, and the military now have come forward like years later, saying that you know there were actually multiple creatures that a UFO had crashed. There were multiple bodies. All kinds of shit went down. There's a lot more to this story. Um, there were news outlets that were reporting on this, all right, police officers that were reporting on this. There's recorded calls from the hospital saying, hey, we're bringing in a creature. Like, you can find all this shit online. Um, long story short, I don't know. Definitely something fishy went on on that day. I don't know if it was alien, spacecraft, you know, like, I, I don't know. I do believe in, you know, the UAPs, you know, in, in the UFO phenomena. I, I do think that there is definitely something beyond our planet, our universe, you know, that there's something out there that we don't know about. Do they come here frequently and visit us? You know, did they crash on that day? Who knows? I'm a little 50-50 on this one. The fact that there were a lot of eyewitnesses and phone calls and interviews with the doctors and everything makes me believe that obviously something occurred. But the panel here always has an answer for that. So, Monty, you're going to be first in the shoot. Did this happen? Complete garbage. All these people are making up a fake story. What is your take well, anytime I hear shit like this, honestly, it's it's way too fun to completely dismiss it, right? Correct. You know, and and, like and, to, and to claim that uh, you've got a good grasp on what's going on outside of your control is just foolish. So I'll say this. Uh, the Air Force was involved, so we know it went right. You know, so I, I think since uh, <laughs> since we were there, everything outside. was handled above bar. You know, we took care of this little reptile or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you see things like this, there's just too much in the gray area to not have it be something mm -hmm. right. And uh, so whether it's aliens or whether it's one thing or another, I'll tell you this, that uh, I think there are more phenomenon that happens every single day that we don't get an opportunity to dig into. Mm -hmm. And it's probably all of this, uh, you know, mild media, secondhand information, these eyewitnesses, yeah. and it's that information that just sort of bubbles up. So you, I don't know. The truth is in the gray area. It's in the middle somewhere. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. And then, you know, everything's, when it comes to like UFOs and aliens and all that stuff, ever since the Pentagon released all their documents in June uh, of this year, you know, I think, I mean, we see it now in, in the news, like regular occurrences where they're like talking about whether you're watching CNN, Fox, whatever the hell you watch, they're talking about like UAPs, uh, unidentified aerial phenomena that are flying around, um, you know, the the incident that happened in California, documented on video, and they're showing it to us just saying, you know, we don't know what that is, so... I think a lot of it is coming more to light now, um, where four or five years ago, if you would have talked about this, like people would have called you crazy. But now well, think about the think about know. 96, dude, I was in high school, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. what, what was it? Desert Storm wrapping up and all this mm -hmm. shit. And so the, the, the start was over like in three minutes. 
Yeah, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy went over there by himself. I have a little story about the whole Desert Storm thing. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I was go ahead, good. I was 91, like 91, 92. I yeah, I was way back. Graduated from high school in 96. Not a huge deal. Go Senators. What? <laughs> <laughs> but listen, our, our access to information is absurd now. It is. Good, bad, or indifferent. Our ability to access information or almost draft the story in whatever way that we want you know i can go find whatever narrative i want on this story or or any of our histories right and so the access to information is just it blows my mind so the things that are happening now and how much control they put on the information quickly is pretty impressive and and you can almost see the visible control happening of what gets released and what doesn't now Right. And um, I think one thing that that I would draw attention to is because we have such an incredible access to information and then you find these little black holes that 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 fail to connect the dots appropriately. Mm -hmm. Just a savvy consumer has got to ask why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good take. So you're kind of like in the middle. Something might something probably happened, but we just don't know what it was. Would that be a fair assessment of what you said? I think that's plenty fair. Absolutely. Awesome. Good, good. Thank you so much, buddy. Here we go. This is the one I always look forward to because uh, are you, are you pouring cordial now. into the Corona? Uh, it's uh, the d- d- uh, oh, that would be delightful. Oh, wouldn't it be? <laughs> Scott, well, real quick, Scott in the chat says that was a good comment. Round saucers yeah. never get into the cigar shaped ones. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? Only, get, only get into the round saucers, don't get into the <laughs> cigar shaped ones. Yeah, the one those Apparently, are the bad that, aliens. That's where the yeah. probing that's where the probing happens. Those are the reptilians. Oh, the here you go. Side. William Schmidt, dude. Says, I saw a picture of like a dude to me. I'm sorry, William. I'm sorry I triggered you. Okay, it was up. a joke. I tried to come up with a, uh, a theory the other day and explain it. <laughs> so we love you, William. It's okay. We love you, William. And, uh, Thank you for I your was, service uh, and and probing. And I was. I was discounted. You, okay, it was a job. Um, but this one, <laughs> on. I'm gonna go devil's advocate side. First okay. of all, question: Out of all of the conspiracies, you're mm-hmm. going fifty-fifty with this one, Dave. The one that has the most proof. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right, buddy. No good one. I'm gonna go eighty. Of all people, I am surprised. A little bit taken aback. You surprised, buddy. That's Stop. hard to do. That is hard to do. So <laughs> I'm gonna go, buddy. I'm gonna go seventy. Yeah, seventy percent. It happened. Yeah, 70, 70 You were seventy thirty. Yeah. That were sixty percent. I got the other part of that math yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna go seventy thirty. Thanks, so buddy. So here's, here's a here's an explanation. I'm gonna throw out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nineteen ninety six. Weed big on the market. Right. Oh God, this is a boring Ooh. one. We all on drugs. That was always Joe's yes, explanation. Pilot and the crew. Smoking a little bit of that Chiba flying over Brazil has a problem, crashes, gets covered in oil and toxic chemicals. So now they're all <laughs> bloodshot eyed, covered in black stuff, roaming around concussion. They got a TBI. We're not even thinking about TBIs in 96. Nope, not even a thing. Walking yet. around, they ejected at Mach 50. You know what I mean? They're, they're walking around, they get caught up by some Brazilians. Easiest thing to do, mumble. Say you're and and they were aliens at that point because they were Americans. The Air Force is involved because it's their folks. You know, buddy, yeah. it's actually but see funny. they wouldn't have landed in a forest. They would have landed closer to the fucking beach. I mean, buddy, that's, buddy, this is actually Maybe. really good because I know you, I didn't give you, I didn't like let you know yesterday about this conspiracy. But there yeah, is that, you, side to got... this story. There is a side to this story where they're actually saying that it was like the military 
and we had cargo though cargo right with yeah. aliens on them trying to transport them somewhere why would we have went the down. aliens to brazil well, I'm. It, that wasn't their stop. I'm saying it was because like because nobody cares about Brazil there. except for Rio, the cartoon, right? So there is, the only thing buddy, people know about could, Brazil. You, know, you could put yeah. anything you yeah. want in Brazil, and nobody will ever know. You know what? Conspiracy theory is. You know what? I, I had a I had a great conspiracy theory involving aliens the other day, and it was that um, the aliens actually put sleeping aliens on a meteor and then it hit earth and that's how we got here after killing the dinosaurs then we woke up and we were like there are so the first yeah. woke people were aliens oh, yeah. yeah we're aliens yeah. well they created us yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and they built the pyramid that's the ancient a yeah, that's the, yeah. yeah exactly that's See, the ancient alien theory, theory you know it's a good like, group where i can say that safely without people going you're an idiot <laughs> Well, we could go farther into that, and that's like when I said that, we're like, "You're a fucking read. You're an idiot." I was gonna say that it was the Anunnaki, actually, buddy. If you wanna, it was the Anunnaki who came to Earth thousands and thousands of years ago because they wanted to mine gold, yeah. and then they, okay. they created this hybrid between monkeys and us, and then we used us as slaves. What about the Nephilim who wanted to mine our souls? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Well, so there's wait, this war, but, now, but yeah. now they've got us doing Bitcoin. Yes, exactly. Bitcoin. Uh, I'm starting to see that Buddy's the guy that connects every fucking thing. Right. Well, he's special forces. Yeah, I got. He has to. He has to work. He has to make. I got to make something out of everything. Not a huge deal. I have a program on my computer that uh, Tim Kennedy, Sniper Ranger, Special Forces, and I both share. He finds uh, Hitler in Argentina. Mm -hmm. I connect dots. There's a huge SS population that small little town in Argentina. That's pretty wild. Okay, so Buddy, so it. So it didn't happen. It was just a soldier that was fucking hurt. No, it was an airman. Yeah. No, no, no. Airman. It was an air crew. It was an air crew. They Brazilian out. air crew or just? No, oh, American. 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 100%. Brazil okay. So it was a U.S. Air Force that crashed it. Okay. 100%. We did it. And why did the soldier die who, like, touched him? Oh, because he got done. Uh, because there was 7th Group down there? Yeah. No, nah, there was toxic chemicals on him. Yeah. And he got it through his uh, fentanyl. He got fentanyl on him. But did fentanyl exist in '96? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was called crack. Yeah, I think that was called a crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe that was it. It was part of like the government, the CIA, drugs. Yeah, yeah. CIA, drugs. Like it. Okay. Buddy's take. It was a soldier. Okay. Talk out here a second because too many dots are getting. But buddy, what about the Men in Black? Why did they show up to those ladies' house? Man, you're getting critiqued they, here. Well, the men in black, have, uh, I don't know if you know this, but they have different departments. That was the mm. uh, government uh, covering well, their Now, hands. hold on. Where was the Fresh Prince during this this individual time Get, here? Oh, slapping Chris Rock. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> he's still Uncle Phil bitching about not having a dad <laughs> showing him how to play basketball. He was in Bel Air. Yeah. Yeah. His wife on his own. He did it on his own. He Ooh. still did it. He didn't need him. Didn't okay. need him. So no aliens. Why don't he love me, man? And what, airmen, about this, airmen, what about the smell, women, that, or, that ammonia smell? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they hadn't eaten in a while. Happens in ranger school. Uh, yeah, 100% we smell like that. Yes. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know what it's like to miss a meal. Yeah. yeah I, I, I try not to anymore. Yeah, yeah never says, again. But, never again will I ever miss a meal. I once, I, once, I once went 11 days without pooping because of the Army. Yes. Yeah, thank you, MREs. You know how much food you don't have to eat to go 11 days without pooping and not missing it? Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of food. You miss a yeah. lot of meals. I gotta, oh, oh man, Nick, Nick, yes. what's uh, your me, take on this? Let me try to bring some common sense into this. Let me try to, you know, get everybody back together. 
All right. So um, <clears throat> I kind of agree with Monica. She posted earlier in the thread that it was VTT's Celtic Warrior. Um, so just running around uh, doing whatever the hell he does. But, but um, that, that's obviously not it. I, but I do obviously. have some I do have some PTSD from uh, alien stories, because like you, Dave, uh, when I was like, you know, 10 years old, I believed in aliens. Mm-hmm. So but you're you're 40. But uh, when I was 10. Right. I was like, you know what? I had to do a science fair project. And I, this goes along with what you said about you couldn't talk about it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a science fair project on aliens. Mm-hmm. Right. And I got a C minus. OK, like I was ridiculed. I was the laughing stock of Forest Park Middle School. Uh, but then I but then I threw a no hitter. So then I was good the next weekend um, because jocks always rule. Uh, but anyway, so, so I'm the laughing stock of Forest Park Middle School Science Fair. It was brutal. Uh, so I I literally have just shut off aliens after that because it scarred me. Right. Like it's so that's why you never like to talk about it when we were sitting right. in the guard tower. And I'm like, Nick, let's talk about it. no, Dave. No, no, no. no I'm scarred. here coming down your I, eye. Yeah, like, I, oh. I'm scarred. Uh, gotcha. But no, I. I got, I got it. I That's how we do this show, Nick. Thank you for yeah. opening it up. And yeah, I, I got it. You know, if you're struggling with PTSD from a bad science fair project, I'm here to talk. Uh, well, I'm here for you. But I, I do want to say that, uh, yeah, I think it 100% happened. Mm-hmm. I think that there was, you know, something, something crashed. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the, the people, I'm like, have you, the people of Brazil are, you know, resilient, like people. You know, and they they live in jungles, right? Except for like the people that live like in the cities, you know. But like the, there's still tribes in that jungle that people have not even found yet. Yeah, yeah, right. Like so, there are some there are some things down there that who knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's one of the 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 strongest woke cultures from the beginning, and it crashed down there. But because the people down there have a lineage to the the black alien with the red eyes, that they were actually able to fight it. Because maybe maybe the web feet guy was like just looking for his like seventh cousin. Not sure. So I, I yeah, think apparently that, he was really scared. Like the ladies describe it. I didn't go into full detail. And then like there were also soldiers that apparently shot one in the woods because there was like four bodies. Apparently, I just didn't you know I didn't want to get Buddy all pissed off and go into the full blown story. But there were like four right. bodies. Um, well, three bodies, two were dead, one was alive, one was shot in the woods, all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. That it, that it 100 happened. But I do have to say, before I intro, before we turn it over to Buddy, uh, for the for the honesty cap is, you know, it's been a while since we had an Air Force guest on, and you do do you have anybody else pick it up on how how well he speaks, on how he's coming through on the microphone? It's been a minute since we had somebody who could actually articulate a point. Um, and we usually we have to rely on, but we have to rely on Buddy for that because he's, he's definitely not me. Yeah. <laughs> so, Why am I waiting for the fucking catch on this? Uh, there, there, there is no, no, no there's catch, no catch. But no catch. You, you have to live up to you know being the smartest guy we've ever had on the show. So that's what you have to do. Um, but then <laughs> let's see here. William says uh, Brazilian psychedelics. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mickey's back. Mickey's on the thread. Oh, what in the Blair Witch shenanigans is going yeah. on here? Mickey, so, you already know. Like, yeah, Mickey, why are you even trashing this? It's a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, hey, <laughs> that's what I got. And now I've been waiting weeks for this, buddy. So do not disappoint me. All right. So let's let's get on with this honesty cap. All right. First of all, to Mickey, I would just like to say, hey, Mickey, I, I hear you're pretty fine. And <laughs> yes. You blow my mind. Just saying. Just I knew exactly saying. where you were going. Hey, with. it's that time. Every 
every four Dave years. Dave has no idea what you're yeah. talking about. We get to give a shit about soccer for like two minutes, and it's time nice. to forget it again. Back yeah, it's home. gone. It's soccer gone. College football's back on. Soccer doesn't exist anymore. It's America, gone. we had a good run. Hey, America beat Iran. I'm always good with that. Oh, yeah. I'm always Damn good right. with that. State sponsored terrorism. We will always beat Iran. But then we got to Europe, and um, nah, we're just not. We're not there yet, but I will say this, and I've, you know, I've, this is not an original thought that I'm coming up with. The rest of the world, beware. If America ever makes soccer a priority, you're fucked. We don't give a shit about soccer, and we've like, for, we've already discussed the being able to go zero zero, or sorry, nil nil, and a game end. And it'd be over, and everybody's like, "Yeah, so, 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 there was no score. We ran for you ran for ninety minutes, and know exactly nothing, nothing. You could have sat I'm on the fucking done, and know exactly <laughs> the same amount of information that you know right now, other than the fact that you're tired. That's it. That's the only difference. You're tired. You know the same thing. Nobody knows who's better, but we're gonna move on because we're in the group rounds." Dumbest sport that's ever, like I said, though, if America ever decides, not America, if, if, if America. Urban America. I mean, if, if yeah, if, if the uh, cities well, in America. If America's poor people ever realize that you can make a lot of money at soccer and you can play it for a lot longer without getting head injuries because you can fold like a cheap suit or like LeBron James after getting tapped on the hand. <laughs> like... <laughs> Soccer is done for – we will destroy everyone at soccer if America – if America's poor people ever decide that that is the way out. Before you go down to more of it, the next conspiracy should be did FIFA actually create the NFL so that America couldn't dominate <laughs> Good one. Probably. Good one. We should – we just Probably. created that conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because, post it everywhere. Said, <laughs> America doesn't care about soccer. And we still made it to the Sweet 16. You mm -hmm. can call it whatever you want. I'm going to call it the Sweet 16. It was like the first time in, what, 20 years? Yeah. I don't know. Well, we didn't play last, like eight years ago, so whatever. Yeah. So, they did well. They did well. We couldn't, yeah. we couldn't, even, we beat, we couldn't even beat Nicaragua. It. They did well. They come back, and they make slightly more than a like McDonald's employee. <laughs> well, buddy, I got to tell you, I, I love sports. But you keep talking about soccer, and I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, soccer. I'm talking about soccer. Football. Ooh, Football. Do we no. want to go into the etymology of the word soccer? Because I got you, dog. Back in the 1800s, apparently the British used to do this weird thing where they would cut off the first part of the word, add ER to the last part of the word. And that's how soccer was born, because they had rugby and they had soccer. Well, they had rugby, and then they had this other sport where they just kicked the ball around. But they were both called football, so they called rugby rugby. They called soccer association sport or ball or whatever. The only reason they Buddy knows this the is because a, he... the, the, and kept the sock or soccer or whatever added <laughs> ER became soccer. So all you European people that are bitching at us for calling it soccer, you invented the fucking word, nerd. Yeah, yeah. so he, he actually only knows this because he watched the Peyton Manning uh, Beckham commercial. 
That's why he knows this. Yeah, that was pretty good commercial. Actually, that was a good commercial. Yeah, I like that. You just called it soccer. Like the American dude after they won against Iran, like pull the Yeah, pull pulled it up. It's called soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, take that, nerds. Once we help you out of a couple more wars, we say whatever we want. I think it's sad they're trying to use Peyton to make it legitimate here. Uh, that was a really good commercial. Yeah, like, that was a good. It, it, yeah, that's good advertisement there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, and yeah. I will say, whatever those soccer players are doing to keep fit, I need to do that. They have got some good abs. It's called running. They are cute. They run. <laughs> they run. Running weird. I mean, I remember run, those running. days. Running I'm for ninety minutes that, a day, will, you'll, branch, you'll not be fat. If I was of that <laughs> branch of uh, of service, oh, I'd hook up with a soccer player. Now I think I would. Yeah. I, I, I gave up cardio for Lent last year and uh, I've I've gained weight. So it's yeah. it is what it is. That's that's all I got. That's, that's all, all you had? That's, that's yeah. it. He just went on a rant about soccer. Oh my god, buddy. Yeah, we talked about soccer for like twenty so, minutes. And oh, that's more disappointing. Time. That so is more time. The only other thing that has gotten the only other relegated to almost nothing sport that has gotten that much attention is the WNBA since that chick got arrested in Russia. Yeah, one that's gotten any more attention. She just got that. transferred to like an even the crazier gulag. like yeah, yeah like yeah. Dude, where it's like labor a, every day like got hard to a labor camp. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that that's a good thing and I'm right. not saying but I am saying that if you're Russia and you have a 6 foot 2 chick Common sense says she goes to labor camp. She does so much labor, she could get stuff. Dude, she can reach shit that the other women can't reach. Like this no. is common sense some... says you force her into the freaking Olympics, like our our friends on the other side of the other pond. Yeah, or teach her to make her coach, make her coach coach the Olympics. Yeah, um, like I don't wish that upon anybody, but like you should have brought yeah. weed into the country. No, see, see, that's victim. That's where, but that I don't know. Like, like of course, you know. Dave, I guarantee there's plenty of other Dave. Americans that's over there. Dave. You're, 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 Dave, Dave, you're sexist today. You're like, sexist I, today. But I'm not victim blaming. I guarantee yeah. you there's plenty of civilians yeah. that are locked up there. They just right. we don't hear so about it because they're not basketball players or fucking football players. Yeah. The only reason and we Mick, know about her is because she's a Mickey's basketball right. player. Mickey's right. She's like 6'9". And if you went back to like the 70s, she wouldn't even have been allowed to play in the Olympics because of her testosterone levels. So like she's supposed to be a dude. She just didn't grow a dick. Like that's like oh, that, that like now that's we're what just happened. Being rude. That's true. Now we're being it's rude. true. I will it's true. say we're being rude. So so but, uh, but anyways, Candace, uh Candace says football is life. We don't know what football you're talking about, Candace. So ooh, you have to elaborate. Oh, I know what she's talking about. By the way, no, no, no. I know exactly what Candace <laughs> is talking about. Ted Lasso, great show. Yeah. I got you, Candace. Football is life. On I haven't show. seen it yet. And that is a show. Oh, Ted Lasso's great. The premise of the show is that an American goes to England to coach a football program, and it is awesome. If you watch that show and you don't feel better about your life, I almost gave a homeless guy some food yesterday because of that, that show. That Ted Lasso, And I yeah. say almost, I heated it up. Well, he gets a job in the Premier League, right? So, like, you know, Well, it's in the Premier League until... Yeah, they're like, see, the first thing we're going to do is uh, we're going to make it to the playoffs. You got to watch more than one season. And then, and you got to watch like, more than uh, one season. It's not and they're like, oh, well, there is no playoffs. And he's like, well, my job just got easier. So, like, <laughs> so is it fair to say that this conversation actually lasted longer than the, the season for our American soccer players? No, they did well. They did well. <laughs> they did well. They did well. So the fact that the fact that we the can fact that they held down England and like tied against England, that, that was a big deal. Like, well, they, they had never England. lost to England in the World Cup, Dave. 
Yeah, but they've also they've also never beaten a European team to get into a Sweet 16, and they held Doesn't down matter. England. We, tied. I, like, I, I, I go to go to BTT's Big Girls page. I posted the stats against England in the last like, two hundred years. All those right, things, yeah. so it's like uh, like we have not lost to them. We drew, we have two draws, like a war of eighteen twelve was a draw. Like we know we had two draws in the World Cup. Like, How about this is a conspiracy theory? Beckham and Peyton got together. Beckham called over to England and was like, yo, just tie him. Just tie him. Mm. Don't. That's Do you why know how much we'll get paid for a commercial if the United States makes and it then, to the next round? Not oh. a A, how much am I going to pay for this commercial? B, we're trying to grow this sport over here. Let's get a little. Let's get a little. Yeah. Who's gonna win? And, and enough about the World Cup. But so who's going to win? Who's going to win the World Cup now? Nobody cares. You know what happens in the United in these United States the day they give the World Cup to somebody? Nothing. 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 Not a damn thing. Is, do they actually get a cup? Yeah. It's like a Doesn't golden, it look like molted like wax? There's like a yep, there's like a soccer ball on the top. It's a yeah, but it's not a cup at all. No, it is. Oh. Well, no, it's not a cup. No, no, it's it. not. It's right. Not. So at least Did the Stanley drink? Cup, the Stanley Cup, the Lord Stanley Cup is at least a cup. It is. Right. And you yeah. drink out of it. Like you know, like, right. Yeah. So okay. uh, well, another thing. another thing FIFA got wrong. Um, so but, with soccer, who's like who's like the elite teams? Like just from peripheral headlines, you know, I think of Brazil and England and God knows who else. But Netherlands, you got, you got Netherlands. Messi and Argentina. Netherlands haven't lost like in eighteen years or eighteen games or something like that. I don't know. Wow. Leon Messi is the highest paid athlete in the world. Yeah. Well, number other one than Michael Jordan. Yeah. Well, Ronaldo. No, seriously, had, like highest well, paid ten, athlete. Ten years in the world. ago, Ronaldo signed that seventy million euro year contract. There's football. The top five. There's a football player. I don't watch football as much, but there's a football player in there, and there's a basketball player. But Leon Messi is the top paid athlete in the world. Yeah, I now I remember seeing that too. Because Tiger and Phil are And this is not. This is not trying to like sponsors for golfers. The yeah. two top athletes are golfers. One of them is a golfer in there too. The top five. And this is not. This is probably not counting like sponsorships and stuff. Obviously, Jordan, people like that. Their sponsorships are way bigger. Jordan is still. It just comes. Straight up getting paid as an athlete, Leon Messi is number one. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and uh, and and that that also, I mean, that's this year. Not really. You don't like Charlotte podcast doesn't make any money. My whole we're forgetting only because I cheated is Mayweather. Mm. Pound for pound, best athlete in the world. But I'm talking dollars all the way up through 2019. I think he stood on top. Yeah, Yeah, pretty big. Honestly, that Logan Paul or. Whatever dude is probably getting up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That he fight, he's fighting Andrew Tate next, right? That dude's a genius. Yeah. But oh, uh, absolute, absolute genius. Hey, absolute genius. I'm gonna find a geriatric MMA fighter and fight him in boxing, and then that's what he or, does. Or, but he's or a genius. Or, or a guy, super smart fighter. You know, like whatever. Yeah. But um, all right. Well, let's let's get back to what we do here, which was exactly what we just did. All right, we are a dumpster fire. All right, we don't know what the hell's going to happen when we welcome start. Welcome everybody. So welcome everybody to the dumpster fire. I know we have our locals watching. Uh, and I shouldn't say locals, our regulars, our regulars watching. Uh, so appreciate that. Um, but hey, we started veteran trash talk for our own therapy. All right, get on here, bust each other's balls a little bit. You know, sorry if you don't have balls, um, but it is what it is. Dave already ovaries or balls. Yeah, Dave. Dave already. Mine are you know, big, bro. Dave, Dave already. Is, Dave ovaries? already established that males run this. All right, early in the show. 
All right. So Megan, if you're watching, Dave's a sexist. All right. I don't so understand why Dave would say something like that. But I don't I don't get it either. Dave and, you know, being married people, to, married, being married to Megan, you know, surrounded by good, strong women. You know, I don't understand why Dave, is your nickname punching bag or yeah, something like that? But that's just what we do. It's just yeah, what we so... do. It's all fun and games. <laughs> but anyway, whatever he wants, apparently, he just says whatever he wants, thinks whatever yep. he wants. I'm getting speaking. ready to retire. I'm I'm fucking letting loose no now, problem. buddy. No <laughs> and, then, and then speaking of strong women, you see behind me, you got Quantum State Realty. All right, if you go on our website and you want to buy a house or sell a house, all right, go check Megan Trenton out. All right. Uh, I'll see my gonna, wife. Yeah, she's going to help you out. She's obviously wearing the she pants in that house, that and that's why Dave's so insecure <laughs> on the show. But um, we'll we'll – We'll get over that. Uh, let's, oh but, shit! When, when we started, when we started to uh, get popular, we'll call it. You know, when our reach got big, uh, we're like, we got to do something good with this, and we wanted to promote veteran-owned businesses, veteran causes, active duty, whatever. And like authors do really well on our show, all this kind of stuff. And it's been a while since we had an organization like this. I think the last one we had was ACP uh american corporate partners uh with the guy who had the phd in organic chemistry like that was that was fun it's like hey, don't get uh, don't get too um too excited there monty um when he says authors he means uh, people named arthur arthur yeah i uh, gotcha yeah yeah got <laughs> <laughs> a lot of arthurs on this show yeah but uh <laughs> <laughs> that little tidbit is enough for me to be able to filter the rest of the show. I appreciate that, buddy. But you know, I was I was yeah. hesitant because I met Monty at AUSA. All right, Ooh. I was uh, I was walking around and I was like, "This guy, he looks like an army guy, right? He he looks like you know you know he's done some things with his career in military. That's you know something you can brag about." And then I found out he was in the Air Force, and uh, I was like, "Well, uh, shit," you know. And it's like, what? I mean, yeah, I almost, do, I almost canceled. I almost canceled the show. You almost just was, stopped talking to him. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I almost just walk away. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I almost face. Like, I almost done, was like, you know with this guy. Never mind. Air Force, okay, Boy Scouts, same thing, right? But he, he you know, he <laughs> bagged me. He bagged me. He's like, please, you know, promote Fusion Cell on your show. And I was like, fine, all right, you know. So we went on a couple. I weeks. remember having to ask who the fuck you were after yeah. he emailed me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Nice. <laughs> that's fine that's fine uh but uh so yeah fusion cell uh they if you go to their website fusioncell.com and you go check out what they do uh that that will help you understand what Monty's about to talk about so Monty, welcome to the trash talk hour welcome to the dumpster fire and tell us a little bit about your service and what any of those stripes mean because we don't know uh and then like that star Can you tell or whatever us why the air force has so many stripes yeah Jeez. we don't know the air force like, rank structure is the most confusing thing ever an e9 like, in the, yeah. the fucking air force listen all, like all you need to know is that you gotta take like you gotta take like written tests and shit to like make e3 you know you gotta take like written tests and stuff <laughs> <laughs> you don't, go to, you don't even go to boards. You just never like, happened in the army or the marines. It's like I gotta take a test. Step. I'll stay. I'll stay. Two. Go to this I board and sound confident. You're getting talking to guys like you, asking them how they got to where they were, and blowing Shot fog people. on a mirror was a very consistent fucking answer. It drove me crazy. Like I can blow fog on a fucking mirror, but I can't make oh. e five. Yeah, you know, window liquor. Yeah. But hey, Bobby, welcome to the show. Talk a little bit about your service, uh, what you've been doing, and then how you got connected to Fusion Cell and what they do. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. It's a super cool opportunity to talk about this in any time because it's just, uh, you know, I bleed this. I put this shit on my body. I don't know if you can see it, but uh, I'm just, I just fucking believe in what Spark we're doing. Off. 
wholeheartedly, right? Um, so in the essence, really where I got into this was my veteran transition out of the service wasn't terrible, but it was kind of a pain in the ass. I didn't know what I didn't know, and I was fumbling around, and I was too smart to need any help, and uh, so I just kept going about it. And um, that's what got me turned on to Fusion Cell was finding a buddy that I needed to kind of put me in check. And then I started learning about Fusion Cell. And it was a very, very uh, brand new program, every bit of in the startup phase, if not almost before the startup phase. Um, and where I always like to begin is just talking about the name. Where the hell did Fusion Cell come from? And you guys will know this name, but General Stanley McChrystal coined the phrase Fusion Cell. And Buddy was probably in one at some point. Oh, but yeah. basically, this is uh, post-9-11 shit where we've got all of this intelligence being crammed down our throats in different locations. And the operators on the ground, they couldn't take action on it. And it got real fucking old because by the time we would get actionable intelligence, we'd run it up 50 different flagpoles. And it would come back down with, with permission to pull the trigger. There was no trigger to pull on. There was no target anymore. And so fusion cells were created. They put all the initials, the FBI, the CIA, the host countries, NATOs, Langley, you know, DC, and they would put them in a virtual room, so to speak. And so you would have a cell that was able to take decisions and intelligence and do something with it. And so fusion cells were born all the way across, you know, basically we're talking Middle East activity at this particular point. And so our founder, Tony Negron, who was the basically the senior enlisted advisor for pararescue for all of Air Force. He was in those cells and he, he got to run around with a lot of you guys. And um, he always said, I ever get a chance, man, I'm going to do something called Fusion Cell. And what ended up happening is Fusion Cell was sort of born into the nonprofit space. How do we help special operators get meaningful employment instead of taking contracts, going back and overseas and getting killed, hurt, maimed, being less equipped and really just being all about the, the, the dollars and the cheddar is really what that was about. And it really wasn't about the operators and taking care of them and giving them something that they could hang their hats on post-military service. And so he partnered up with a guy named Jack Heath. You guys should look him up. He's he's a freaking hoot, one of the greatest patriots I've ever met. Um, Jack Heath, he kind of runs sort of a, a Rush Limbaugh type activity over there in the Northeast. And they partnered up and they said, okay, well, let's let's start talking. I know companies, you know the soldiers, let's put them to work. And that started the concept of Fusion Cell as a staffing organization, if you will. What ended up happening is they ran into some folks, uh, some high net worth folks that bought into the idea. So we built Fusion Cell completely backwards. We didn't start making money and try to grow the damn thing. We found money and then we grew it the way that we should have grown it, which was bringing the right people, doing the right things without, um, I don't want to say without the thought of profit, but without the pressure of profit, if that makes sense. Like we got to do the right things. We got to partner with the right companies. We got to vet people that that uh, said they wanted to hire veterans. And we got to figure out, are you veteran friendly or are you, are you veteran ready? Because there's a big ass difference there. You can put all this shit on your website, but if you're not doing anything, you're not taking action, you don't even understand what their translatable skills are into your organization. You're not doing anything but 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 lip service. And you're calling, and these are these are huge logos that are out there that that most of their veteran programs are horseshit. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to take organizations, whether it was behind the scenes or in the public eye, and take them from being veteran friendly and actually get them veteran ready, give them an opportunity to know who they're talking to and why they should go into that, that talent pool at all. So, Nick, in, in, the, in the shortest essence, if I, if I dumb it down, Fusion Cell is a veteran staffing company. That's, that's the, the lamest terms that we can put into that. But I think when you dig into the DNA of this place, it's a whole hell of a lot more. Um, we enjoy cutting the shit with corporate America. We enjoy making everything as flat as possible and all about 
the service member, their family, or their of age dependents, how do we serve that community? Yeah, so I some some of the things you said there were were intriguing to me because we we have a lot of non-military that watch the show. And you know, we we have we have you know companies watch the show. Uh we reach out for like partnerships and sponsors and stuff like that. Um what do you mean veteran ready? Like what is that what does that mean? Veteran friendly. Let's start there though, because what I think veteran friendly is yeah. What I think veteran friendly is is a marketing ploy. Uh, and and ploy is not fair. Like that, there may be a genuine interest in pursuing our community. Um, so ploy is the wrong word. Scratch that from the record. But what I'm talking about is they don't have a robust understanding of how to translate so- soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen, mm-hmm. coasties, space force folks. They don't know how to translate the wealth of knowledge and capability and apply that to their own individual needs. The the military community as a whole, and when I say military community, I'm referencing military spouses, veteran spouses, of age dependents, and of course the veterans and transitioning service members. So if you're veteran ready, you understand this community, you have programs guilt and b- built and geared towards certain communities. So let's let's talk tech, manufacturing, let's talk sales, whatever it is, you understand what MOS is are out there that directly translate into what you're doing. You have a retention program, you understand the veterans, and there's just a different kind of program set up inside with their employee resource groups. Like you walk into an organization like, uh, uh, I'll drop some names, like AT&T or, or, or some other folks that have a fairly robust veteran employee resource group. That's the beginning stages of being veteran ready, in my opinion. Veteran friendly is you've got a page on your website that says, we're veteran friendly. We'll hire you. We don't know shit about you. We don't know how to find you, but we're veteran friendly. So that's what I meant. And and hopefully that answers your question a little bit, Nick. No, it does. I I, I kind of already understood it for the people that are watching uh, and for people that are listening later, because we get a lot more engagements later uh, on people watching. So, veteran ready and we've talked about this before on the show and like again i'm now i'm going to talk to veterans out there it's like we talked about this when uh, we had the oh man what was the company called where they did the resumes for veterans Mm. and they were a long time ago like episode like 20 you know and they were like and they were like you know it's hard telling veterans that you know you got to start here in the corporate world Um, you lost the lights. I, I I think the I think the government's after you now after the alien talk. Yeah, shut his power down. They're coming after him. Oh, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> Second, I got to reset my mountain homestead. Uh oh, he's gone. <laughs> so, buddy, what were you gonna say? Well, it, it's it, I mean, a company being veteran ready is awesome, but veterans need to be ready for civilians. Like it, it's it, it's a fifty fifty, like kind of like uh, Dave with the conspiracy, but it's you know it's fifty fifty like. The company can be ready to hire veterans and need your leadership and need your expertise and need your ability to organize and, and run a small group. But you need to be ready to not make a uh, – thank you. Well, that's a new person. Yeah. You need to be ready to <laughs> no, not – who's make... that? What, what, what are we doing? Who is that? That was buddy, a new person. Buddy skipped wow, right you stumped that. him. I don't even know this cat, and I know you just got him. Yeah. Anywho, you need to be as a veteran. You also need to be ready to uh, to that was that was Izzy. She's British. 
Hi, Izzy. Hi, Izzy. That's that's where you learn soccer from. But anyways. uh, (laughs) Very honestly true. I had to watch a game. I date date British people during the World Cup. Uh, 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 But but veterans need to be ready to not like, hey, uh, you're missing. You were five minutes late. Do push-ups. That's not what civilians do. They don't do that. They 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 counsel. They They counsel, and then you're five minutes late four more times, and you're done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they do that, mostly they're just like, all right, Bill, hey, just. You know, buddy, I I love that point because there's a responsibility for the veteran community as we transition out of service. We have a responsibility to adapt again. Right. Right. And uh, hey, where are you going? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) I needed my drink, homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, have the woman make we, it for we, you? We launched a a veterans academy to help with that, buddy, um, so that we can talk and speak directly to some of these. Uh, I hate to say it, but some veterans kind of kind of know it all, and they're not quite mm-hmm. ready. Don't, don't hate to say it. Don't hate that. That's what we do. That's what we do here. We do that here. Absolutely do. We're not a we're not a veterans coddle facility here. Yeah, not at all. Let me let me unleash a diatribe on you because for the last three years, go ahead, no diatribe. I can't. No, not today. Sounded really good though. Sounded really good that we didn't spell. Hold on, in Brazil. They they've they just found him in Brazil. Is a diatribe that was like in the in the yes yes yes. Di- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with two die right, and then I, that's that must. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, let anyway. me say, let me let me translate it and say rant, because yeah. for the last three Much years, better. I've now spent, I understand. I and I'm comfortable rant. referencing probably close to a thousand hours one on one with transitioning service members. Um, in fact, last year I dedicated ten to fifteen hours every single week for forty eight weeks last year. And I spent all of this time hearing the stories, understanding what it's like on the front edge of their transition. And some of them were, you know, post-transition a month or two, and they were in panic mode because they they hadn't uh, successfully landed that yeah. that uh, bill paying role yet. That six figure you, job, right? That they all think they're going to get. <laughs> oh my goodness! The uh, the amount. No, so, of- Monty, that's where I was going. Let me circle back because Buddy was reiterating my point about how we talked about we had a group on here that did resumes for veterans. And right. they talk about being veteran ready as opposed to veteran friendly. Now, with what your company does, now one is it a profit or a nonprofit? We are for profit now. For profit, right? And so your job is to educate, circle, educate, and then... but to also circle with you know corporations saying, "Hey, this is what you need to do and look for." And but not to mention you, you meant you mentioned spouses too. Right, but do you like take dependents on, as well? Do you yeah. take on do you take on do you also coach the military side? Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. So get into that yeah. a little bit. That's that's what I'm trying to for the viewers that are watching and listening. What trying to do before you interrupt them. No, you interrupted, buddy. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I think that's me. a good yeah, point never. because there's there's two sides to this. And in in order to it's make a good point, buddy. In order to make a good marriage, we have to work on both of those sides. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so my role, my day-to-day stuff is I'm actually talking with corporate America, rural America, tech America, manufacturing America, all those different levels of industries that might be able to take advantage of military talent and move their business goals forward. So I'm on that end and I'm talking to the to the clients, if you will. Hey, this is the talent pool you're missing out on. Um, and a lot of times I'll take an MOS or an AFSC and I'll read the job description that the knuckleheads in the in the military wrote, and I'll ask client X. Hey, 
is this somebody or is this a set of skill sets? Is this the kind of education? Is this the kind of upbringing that you're looking for in this particular role? Oh, my God, that would be perfect. Okay, well, there's 37,000 of them in the Air Force right now, right? And so you almost completely enlighten them. And that's where you start to shift from being veteran friendly to being veteran ready because they understand what the talent pool is. Now, the other side of that is taking the 37,000 veterans and going, look, you got to get your shit together and this is how you do it. This is how you're going to go speak to corporate America. This is going to how, how you're going to align what you're capable of doing and translate it so that they can understand it. A lot of times my boss, Matt Morrissey, we talk about a secret decoder ring, which is us who have the exposure to the, the civilian industry and what Not the clients and, and the companies want. And then we talk to the veterans and say, look, this is what they're saying when they say that. And then we talk to the clients and say, this is what they're saying when they say that to a veteran. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's never ending. And um, I hope we kick ass at it for a long time. So, yeah, and that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. No, Paul. Paul's saying on the <laughs> chat. He said someone with an organizational psychology background can also assist with preparation of the candidates. Um, good job, PJ. Good job, PJ. Thanks for uh, being a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> good. Good. But yeah, I, I love. I love. But he's a big. He's uh, a big nerd. He, he loves weights. Beard, PJ? Yeah. Was that delightful beard, PJ? Yeah, that was Paul. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. making fun of you earlier, buddy, with your beard. But Monty, also, real quick. Like, along with soccer players, I would make out with Paul. Yeah, Paul's a good looking <laughs> guy. So, so Monty, so how does this look like for anybody that's watching? And what would you suggest to viewers that are interested? So we just go on, they go on Fusion Cell. They, they obviously Google you. They become, you know, they sign up, whatever the costs, if you are for profit, you know, and then you tie them like to a counselor. Should, should a service member do this, you know, six months prior to retiring or six months prior to ETSing? Like, how does that whole process look? I like it when Dave asks questions. It's like a great big fucking softball. Like, here, whack that thing. Home run. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, he's rather simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't church it he, up. He like, only like asked you that question because he's six months from transitioning. Right. <laughs> no, I already know what I'm going to be Frick. doing. And he's, he's about to get beat by Manny when she rewatches this. So I'm joining uh, Quantum State Realty to get a see up there in the screen, uh, who's part of the SkillBridge program, DOD. And I'm going to actually start SkillBridge working for my wife in January. Yep. That's Just passed good. my school you test, real estate exam, taking yeah. the state yeah. test on the 14th. You yeah, have to call money, her, he's, a, he's, a, he's about to start working for his wife because he hasn't been doing that for years now. Yeah, you have to call her ma'am. Yeah, you know no. what I love the fact is Dave doesn't realize just how good of a damn trainer she she's already become. Like she's amazing. She really you're, is. Yeah, you're, you're being you're being brought into the fold. But to I'm answer not your question, make up for Dave, your sexist comment. But go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> I'm Dave. To answer your question. It's all our twofold. Websites after this. <laughs> go ahead, I'd like brother, to talk ahead. to the clients, the the yeah. companies, the organizations, the hiring managers, the folks that actually feel the pain of having some seat go vacant. And mm -hmm. can we plug in all these intrinsic values that come from the veteran community, which is grit, skillful communication, staying power, right? Under pressure type decisions. And oh, by the way, they show up on time, right? Those are all intrinsic values that every corporation is going to ask for. Well, for the most part, our community is just ingrained with that. So that's one thing you don't have to teach, expect, or ask for. And so I would speak to the the, the community out there that, that might be in a position to hire veterans um, or as a company that needs some help with some of their talent acquisition, that's where we come into play. We're tapped into this network as deeply as we possibly can. It's our livelihood. So it's important for us to stay connected. Mm -hmm. But to speak directly to the transitioning service members and their military spouses, I want to make it a point that 
when you work with organizations like us, it shouldn't cost you a damn thing. With us, it doesn't cost the veteran component, the advocacy, the resume writing, the Veterans Academy. None of that shit costs any money for them, and, and, and it never should. The idea is for us to make corporate America aware of this talent pool. They're paying for talent anyway, and we've just come into the middle of that and given them access and showing them how to fish in a completely different set, Love a different it. pond, really, right? Yeah. Um, and we're bringing the military spouse piece. If if you, oh, that was going to uh, be my next question. The spouse. If the you children. go through my my history of, of of social media, which is only LinkedIn, it's it's just that environment. That's the only one that I'm in. I'm trying to become a, a loud voice for that community because I believe if I want to affect the, the 22 a day, if I want to affect underemployment, if I want to affect homelessness, it starts with the family, it starts with the home, whatever you call family, whatever that structure is, I don't give two shits about that part. What I care about is that you got a foundation and a place that to land on. And I don't care if it's a soft place, but a place to land. Yeah, and I believe that when we, we yeah, focus on the family, yeah. we do that. Love that. that. That that's well said, uh, Monty. And like that's what we we always we love the we we love to make fun of the linear thinker in America. And I say it all the time. So where it's like every this show, every this, show he says it. Yeah, this once. will this will solve this will solve veteran suicide. So right. No. 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 <laughs> no. That 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 might solve some of it. Yeah. Right. Like, but there's a there's an entire system. There's and, a uh, tiny tiny piece, and it's right. a a ton of pieces right and i and i'm glad i'm glad you uh brought that up and i'm, I'm glad the way that how you said how you can affect it uh, as opposed to fix it like you just want to we just want to put our, our 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 fight our our skin in the game and do it so uh you said that the veteran doesn't have to pay for the services of fusion cell is that what you were saying that's 100% what I'm saying. And, and to make sure that there's no ambiguity there, there's nothing for them to pay for. Everything that we provide to them is 100% free. That's awesome. So, and then they get to you through fusioncell.com, right? Correct. All right. And then you, but before we get, we got to validate, well, you never said what you did in the Air Force. I was an ordnance guy. I did aircraft explosives for about 10 years. I was a civil engineer. I got into recruiting for a while as well. So kind of three main areas, I guess. Nice, nice. And then, uh, so what Paul your... in the chat, or Candace in the chat, I run a family support social service agency, so I'm not sure how we can fit, but I'm curious to see how we can get veteran ready. Well, I'll tell you I'll this. I'll be at your house speak... later, Candace, and we'll get connected. We'll get these, we'll, we'll get all <laughs> you guys connected. So I want to yeah. speak directly to people like her yeah. because what I think is brilliant when we talk about affecting the family, affecting a mm -hmm. positive change with the little pieces that we can. We have what we're developing, and everybody uses this terminology. We're going to use it too, but a partner ecosystem. And so people like what Candace is doing or organizations like, um, what's a good one? The Military Spouse Employment Partnership. That's one that I like, right? Mm -hmm. I like people that are in the mud, that are getting dirty, that are actually producing results. I don't care how sexy your logo is or, or, or who your brand sponsors are or where your money comes from. I care about your results. Are you actually doing something that impacts this particular community that I'm interested in talking with you, partnering with you and, and doing anything that we can to not only move my mission forward on the fusion cell side, but to move their mission forward. So if Candace had something that we could support her on, that becomes this partner ecosystem that gets really robust. I'm really sick and tired of seeing how many freaking nonprofits are getting started out there. And the majority of these nonprofits have a component. And I know I'm going to touch some nerves here. Have some components of look at gotcha. me, look at me, look at me, mm -hmm. look at me. There's so much fucking ego 
in these nonprofit organizations that drive me fucking bonkers. Forty-four thousand. We're all non-profits. chasing the same freaking money to make the same kind of changes and to elevate our community in the same way. Why are we so competitive in that market? Why can't we, <laughs> why can't we all just shit? <laughs> Like right? If you wanted why to be you, competitive, yeah. why didn't you go into the the? I mean, that's just market. having that outlook on life. On what time? Why can't we go to Buddy's house yeah. and all drink there yeah. and solve yeah. problems? Yeah, right. You can whatever you want. The fucked up. Pro- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I'll get you guys connected after a show. No, we'll, no, we'll no. Share no information, I, again, I, I, another great point because we always say that there's forty four thousand and change veteran nonprofits. Yeah, forty four thousand. So we struggle with that at veteran trash talk of wondering like why how how do we have any problems with forty four thousand veteran nonprofits? Great question. Like and then people are like, why aren't you guys a nonprofit? Same reason as you guys are on a nonprofit. It's like the amount because, of change that's also like affect- the social media sites, Nick, like they're all battling like for the most followers and like shout out this disgruntled vet, shout outs to WTF. Which are all know, the like, wrong fucking measuring they're, they're cool, metrics. But, like, right? yeah, well, exactly. Like what does that serve? How does that serve any of us? Yeah, like, yeah, why can't we all just come it. together? You know, if there, and, are, if there are 55,000 or 44,000 or 100,000 veteran nonprofits, how do you figure out which one you need? There's so much information. You can't wade through all of the- Dude, buddy, you are, you are nailing it, man. Talk to the transitioning speaking. service members and all yeah. the shit that they're exposed to, they can't figure out which one works. Yeah, well, knowledge like, management is it, horrible. It, it, knowledge it, management is horrible yeah. for Dave transitioning veterans. You know, Dave hasn't been there yet, but he's about to go through it. And I noticed it, and I'm, I guarantee that Nick noticed it when you went through the transition phase- there were all these briefings you had to go to, all these classes you had to go I to. I did all that shit already. But none of them you hear are that, buddy? for <laughs> none of them are for you. They're to put all of these institutions and this knowledge out there, but they don't teach you how to figure out what applies to you and how to use what applies to you to transition to the next step. They just say, Hey, there's this, 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 and this. All right, later. Have a good yeah, day. It's an, it's an internal issue that needs to be attacked. No, great point, buddy, because you mentioned this during the show multiple times, too. When you were transitioning, you're like, I just did another fucking briefing. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, what are they even talking about? Like, I felt... There is a, I, I, I'm pretty sure I still have it sitting around here. There's a book just for the DA that's literally that thing. I know. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and it's The like, education hey, part is you missing. Can get this. <laughs> you can get this. You can get this. You can get this. But it's like if you're this person in this part, they need a flow chart to figure out what you even need to talk to people about, and you have no clue. And to be honest, it's I would, sad. if we're going to talk about conspiracy theories, how much money does the U.S. government save on confusion of the transitioning soldier? It, like because he doesn't know what applies to them to get the benefit that they should be getting, and it's crazy. Oh yeah, and like. I mean, well, think we about, had, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was even worse. We, had we're making, on? we always that, say we're that, making uh, progress. The, yeah, the guy, the, 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 the designer. The guy we had on from Vietnam. That, Bob that, Wingo. We had Bob that, Wingo Now getting show. disability yeah. after what? Bob, Bob Wingo is a... Years, 70 years? He, yeah. He worked for George Bush twice, right? He was the CFO of... Not multi- an idiot. Fortune 100 companies. Not a dumb guy. Didn't understand that he was eligible for disability payments. And now he gets a check for what he doesn't need, but he gets a check for his sick, but he deserves it. He earned it. 
got wounded in the ass in Vietnam, got the Forrest Gump wound. But like, you know, he he's getting a check for like 1600 bucks a month. A lot of people don't even know that, you know, your VA benefits can kick in as soon as you're out. You know, like you can submit for your benefits while you're still in. So like you take your ETS physical and then in that six month window, you submit your VA stuff. I didn't know that till last year. You know, like so there's so many veterans think- that are just uneducated. Like Buddy just said, we're not getting the information put into our head. So like it's it's an internal issue that needs to be attacked. So if there's a general watching, and I know we have generals watching, fix that fucking problem. Well, all yeah, they're gonna you know? do because is like yet another person that you have to go to another slideshow. Like, yeah, General yeah. Beagle, you just took over CAC. All right, General yeah. Beagle, fix this Here's shit. I know GS, he the show. GS so yeah. eleven, who's gonna fucking? Hey, can I know. throw this out there too? And and, and buddy, you might be able to relate to this. If you take a look at the transitioning programs across the, the the Pentagon, whatever version you went to and how many other versions were were available to you at your particular location, yeah. if you look at who is teaching those, who is teaching and writing these programs are not the ones that have made significant transitions from service. Take operators, take aircraft maintainers, hell, take the, the service components, right? They are the ones... They should be talking about how to successfully transition the course and the curriculum. And this is what drove, I'm going to do a shameless plug here. Buddy's an operator. Veteran Academy. Really, 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 how about, how about the fact? Buddy, <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt, but when you said operator, Buddy's the force multiplier. Buddy's not How about operator. the fact that, that three quarters of the people that are teaching, that are briefing these things went from being in the Army one day to teaching transition the next day? They didn't actually transition from the army. They're still basically in the military. They're just wearing a suit every day. Yeah, that's yeah, the only difference. Yeah, take a look at all the Department of Labor people. Oh, that's a good point right there. They have no experience. Yeah, don't tell me how it feels to deal with Iraqis if you can't tell me what Baghdad smells like. Don't right. tell me how Not to good. deal with transitioning if you've never actually transitioned. If you have not had a job interview or 15, or you've applied for 100 jobs and you've been turned down for 99 of them, if yeah. you do not know what it's like to rewrite your resume 45 fucking times instead of that 37-page federal resume, which is just horseshit, means makes no sense. Fix that shit, too, because federal employment is I'm an air traffic retarded. controller as a pathfinder. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you, you get college credit for that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy actually passed Nick to Pathfinder School. It's outdoor activities. Well, in us in the Air Force, we were happy to give you fuckers rides anywhere you wanted to go. He did. And we enjoyed yeah. taking them. Yeah. And, and jumping out of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolute blast. So, Anywho, so how many employees do you have? Empl- real quick, how many employees do you have? Like if somebody obviously that's watched this wants to do this now, is there a wait time before, you know, because obviously there's a shit ton of veterans that are either, you know, still in ETS and are already out. They're like, holy shit, I need some help. Yep. Does this process take long until they get a hold of a counselor or somebody who's going to help them, you know, or. or uh, I'll tell you this, man, anybody, hopefully somebody out there is listening to us that knows me on LinkedIn. There's a lot um, of people listening. And and I'll tell you that uh, if you find me on LinkedIn and you ask for my time individually, you're going to get it. But there's about 30 of us that are sitting out here that have the same mentality. I've got career agents on our team and on our staff that are that are freaking amazing and 10 times more brilliant than I am. 
you know, you got the Brian Lewis's, the Franks Hitchcock's, the Dina Anderson's, the Tiffany Bradbury's, they'll do the exact same thing. But what we're doing is we're trying to force multiply ourselves. So if you sign up Special for force. the Veterans Academy, if you sign up for the Veterans Academy, I mean, remember, I told you I spent. How do you, how do you sign up for that? Veteransacademy.com. Yeah, you veterans go straight to the Fusion Cell and go on there and sign up for the, the Veterans Academy component there. Hopefully they've got a link that's obvious because we're changing we'll the entire website okay. for 2023. But where I'm going with this is 48 weeks I spent talking one-on-one -on -one with military spouses and transitioning service members. I know what basket of shit they've been handed during this transition and what gaps that they have. We were saying the same thing, Dave, over and over and over. We were giving the exact same advice over and over and over and over and over again. Even when we were referring them out to our partner ecosystems, they were still coming back to us with the same questions. Okay, I got this resume, mm. but it's not working for me. Right. And so Veterans Academy, Veterans Academy, Veterans Academy, it was created so that we could tell that story. We could respond to what our transition is. We could go get the Matt Dubois that come out of the State Department that got some experience transitioning out of the service to several different corporations. They're telling their stories too. And they're telling these people how to transition out of the service successfully. And the force multiplying piece of that is, is Veterans Academy has given us the ability to go one-on-one -on -one with them. When you log on to Veterans Academy, you're gonna see this dipshit on the, on the video. I'm going to give you the same advice that I would give you out here. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just right. one person's point of view that can help you shape whatever it is that you want to do. Um, no. That piece is important to me because everybody is starting from a little bit different understanding about themselves and what they mm -hmm. want to do when they get out. And I'll tell you this, I, I always want to foot stomp the shit out of this. I spend more time redirecting people's attentions away from their resume, away from their career focus, away from trying to land a job and try to understand who the fuck they are now. Who do they want to be? What do they look like in the mirror? What do they look like without the military makeup on? What do they look like outside of the uniform? And do they even know? Go through the exercises and the practices to be reintroduced to yourself before you look at industry, before you look at a resume, before you do your LinkedIn profile, figure out who the hell you are first. Oh, give us a good, give us a good story, like a good news story. Like obviously you've been working with tons of people, but maybe somebody who was going through this process, who was struggling, who hit you up. You don't have to name any names, obviously, but give us a, you know, a good, good story. Yeah, before that good story, if Buddy yeah. he has to leave, maybe Chris will jump I on. Gal will jump on. I'm gonna have to leave here in a minute. It, well, okay. I, I do need to bounce. A, first of all, Monty, you're doing God's work. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, and and it's needed. It's a, it's a, like. People need desperately it. need and, it, and yeah. just what and what you were saying. If if veterans, people that were transitioning out, understood that they need to position themselves to have a little bit of time between being in the military and being a civilian, <clears throat> like I'm doing the GI Bill college thing, being at the, at the Harvard of the Southeast, Austin P. True, Austin <laughs> P. University, uh, home of the government, a senator yeah, yeah. in high school. By BTT, it is. <laughs> but that's all that, that matters said, if uh if you if you position yourself financially get rid of all of your stupid bills you don't need an eighty thousand dollar truck you need a car to get you from point a to point b you don't need to you like like uh what was that football coach you don't need two chains you need one chain you need one house like, you don't need two houses you need one house um but give yourself a little bit of transition period like going from working in the military on on day 
you know, whatever of your retirement and then, or your transition and then going to a civilian job, it's going to be a hard transition if you don't wean yourself into it. And it, it even in college, it's been difficult just dealing with a different, I guess, the, the mentality of civilian world and dealing with the a different crowd in the army just world. Stuff crowd. that they do is, is completely would is not a thing and and having the ability to bite your tongue and try to listen to other people and their experiences is hard to do and you need to figure that out before you jump into a job or get a throwaway job go to work at walmart where you can tell them to go fuck off and and fucking go find a real job you know what i mean but but having a transition plan is important so that when you go find your job that you actually want to do when you get out of the military, you haven't ruined it or you don't ruin it when you get there because you can't deal with civilians civilians in the first three days of work in there. Like it's a it's a it's a culture shock, and you need to figure that out before you really delve into it. Hey, buddy, we're, uh, Chris said we're set up for you to leave, so you get the fuck out of here if you want. Okay, but, well, uh, bye, buddy. I got to bounce. Monty. But we love you. We love you. It's great to see you, man. It, it was great to meet you. Tell your friend we all uh, said hi. I know that's why you're leaving. Izzy, tell, tell, yeah. tell, Izzy, tell Izzy that we support you and her. Okay. For we this, wish you guys the best. We better be invited to the for, wedding. For this, wor- for this World okay. Cup union that you have. Yeah. Go go um, go whatever Argentina Messi right? Well, yeah. she's English, but like she lives in France. So go okay, for yeah. It. So go, go to, tell her, tell her tell her that you uh, always love Thierry Henry. All right, so Man, he, tell her that you're good. Thierry Henry. Okay, yeah, Henry. you extended that Tinder thing to like a huge mileage, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, look at us. All right, hey, later, guys. Hey, yeah, Mont- Mont- Monty. I don't know how much time you have, but. Yeah. Uh, I did want to hear one good news story. Yeah, you know? We got to the, we gotta yeah. get to the good news story, and then I got to follow up after that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, the, the basis of what we're doing is taking veterans from a very raw spot mm-hmm. and moving them through. So, honestly, one of my favorite stories is my own. Um, I, I hate to, to use that as, as kind of a cop-out, but I walked into the veterans transition component knowing that that I was a pretty savvy dude. I was educated. I was successful in the military. You know, there wasn't very many things that I I was nervous or scared about. Like I was a very capable individual mm-hmm. and I was ready to go tell the rest of the world just how capable I was and what they I mean, needed. You were, able, or you were semi-capable, but go ahead. Go ahead. Right, right. right. But I was also a state militia. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what's great about that is, is I walked into that so daft, dumb and blind and, and, and cocky and arrogant and ready mm-hmm. to go. Um, and I started to get into this space and, and the space that I'm referencing is, oh shit, I got to talk about myself. I've got to, I got to write a resume that they understand. I've got to uh, understand what it is that they want and how I'm going to be a return on their investment. And basically Fusion Cell sort of found me, the very first employee in Fusion Cell, Radek Krzyzewski, shout out to that cat, uh, the Polish wonder really. And he found me kind of floundering around, making some mistakes on on how I was networking brought me into it. So from the very organic spot, Fusion Cell literally pulled me out of that that transition piece, right? And so they brought me on as a skill bridge intern. Um, They were going to make me a recruiter because I really didn't know how to communicate what I was going to do and anything else. Um, The the, uh, chief operating officer, Matt Morris, he he pulled me in. He did a couple interviews and he started talking to me about it, um, about different lanes and how I could affect change. And he started to kind of see this um, 
I sort of had a big picture mentality. Like I, I didn't want to just do one thing. I wanted to have a really big impact. Mm-hmm. And I got so freaking lucky to go through that skill bridge process. And, and what Buddy was talking about earlier is called the economy of time. I teach on this all the time. When you've got the economy of time, you can make way better choices. And if you have no economy of time, you do what you have to do. And that's going to end up in, in some weird spots. And that's that's where we end up with the underemployment, the homelessness, and and and, and uh, a lot of the struggles that we have. So what happened to me is I was able to be put into a spot. I was valued. I got to share my freaking opinions. And I went from you know an intern to a little business development guy to being able to run a national level program with these guys and go after veteran advocacy folks that are full of shit and go after veteran advocacy people that are amazing and prop them up higher. Um, we have this amazing, you know, benefactor that is that is funding this whole thing, and he's letting us do it the right way. So my story was is the same as all these other men and women that I've talked to. I think I'm going to be okay. I've got this degree. I got this project management certificate. I've got this project management uh, course that I went through, which I hear all the time. There's a reason I'm repeating that. Um, it doesn't mean shit. If you can't translate it, mm-hmm. if you can't show your your, your worth to that, now, we placed a little bit over a hundred veterans this year, Dave. Wow! And in various areas, so we're talking about Cheers to that um, low level. Uh, I won't even call it low level. I'm talking about blue collar kind of shit, right? Entry level, all the way up Entry. to executive oh. levels. You know, so it's 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 incredible to see how many companies I get exposed to a lot of corporate America, corporate America. If you're listening, I've been in a lot of your companies. I've talked to a lot of your people and some of you are um, lip service. You're, 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 you're just saying you're interested in this, this community. Veteran and friendly. it's not your fault. It's veteran not your friendly. fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, it's not, not your fault. Veteran you ready. just don't fully understand how massively capable this community is filling your talent acquisition needs and taking it to a completely different level. Take learning curves on your your normal employee and measure that however you want, meters, feet, size of the mountain, doesn't matter. And watch a veteran or a military spouse cut that shit in half in a very short order and show you what they can do. So, you know, my story is the same as what I want everybody else's story to be. And I believe this with all my heart, Dave. If you find your joy and you do the shit you love and believe in, the money will come. Yep. Give yourself a shot to be put into that spot. Stop looking for what you can do or what you know and start doing and go after what you love. And if you haven't done that yet, do the self-discovery process first. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome, Monty. And, uh, you know, I have the benefit because I, I book most of the guests of, you know, understanding kind of what they do before they come on the show. So I tailor a lot of my questions to the audience that's trying to understand what you're doing. And um, so if I'm watching the show and I'm listening to the show, you know, tomorrow or the next day, and I'm thinking, what does Fusion Cell do, right? And and I'm going to say, I'm thinking that they found a niche. They They found a gap to fill. Where the nonprofits are competing, like you said, the nonprofits are competing over themselves to be the like the social media, like the most likes possible, right? You found a gap to where it's like instead of saying I'm helping the veteran, I'm going to help the corporation as well. I'm going to help the corporation first understand how to become veteran ready to hire veterans because this is what they will save you. 
And then obviously you start the veteran academy so that you can explain to a veteran, look, bro, or lady, whatever the pronoun is, like I, I like I I can get you in here, but you gotta start at sixty-five thousand a year. Right? Like that's something that's normal for that job. Right. And then with how like you just said, how fast you will you know, understand and already be professional, you will grow in that community and that, in that corporation to, to like, now all of a sudden you're there a lot faster than a 22 year old person. Right. Is that, is that something that if I'm listening right now, is that what I take from this? Yeah. And if I could, if I could even dumb it down for my brain, even a little bit more, if you're an organization out there and uh, you're in a position to hire fusion cell, is a staffing company that's advancing your business goals with veteran and military spouse talent. Simple as that. It's as unsexy as I can make it. We are a staffing company. Um, we want to we want to say what everybody else says, which is we do it differently. We know we do. Call me and you'll see it very quickly. Um, and then the other side of that is if you are a transitioning service member, if you are a veteran, if you are a military spouse or an of-age dependent of any of those, I want you to know that you got advocates built into Fusion Cell. It's what we do every single freaking day is help you advance your life goals through employment. Now, I'm not going to be able to sit there and counsel you on, on uh, uh, challenges of, of many areas. But when it comes to employment, when it comes to the foundation of the home and helping your spouse or, or you as a service member with the employment world, we're damn good at it. No, I gotta, I gotta say for the, for the AAR, you know, that we do, yeah. uh, this is, uh, you, 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 I think this is one of the best companies that we've had on the show and, uh, that, Thank you. that you're representing and until proved otherwise, obviously, but yeah, like, uh, it's, he says that every show, by the way, no, I'm just joking. No, no, <laughs> it, it, like, Dave could say that because, uh, Monty said he didn't listen to your show. Yeah. So you, know, you, know, <laughs> you, you never really know, but, uh, no, uh, this is this is definitely unique and definitely uh, triggered some things in my head to uh, start attacking more and thinking more uh, of what we do with veteran trash talk because uh, we definitely want to you know bridge the gap that you guys are already doing. So if we can help you out in any way with any type of messaging, you know that that obviously will will do that because you've been on the show, you've been vetted, people can watch and listen to you. So. Can, can I part. make a live recommendation for your yeah. for a, another guest at some point? Absolutely. I would love you to check out the Veterans Ascend, the Ascend Collective, Neela Thompson, Bruce Thompson, um, and what they're doing. They're they're really kind of revolutionizing how veterans may find employment out there by removing resumes and a lot of the nonsense and allowing corporate America, the the hiring people to really find these profiles and bring them on. So Veterans Ascend, the Ascend Collective. Uh, I'm a huge fan of not only the people, um, you know, this is a Marine family that is just absolutely kicking ass and taking names in this organization and serving underserved communities. So uh, those are the kind of people I'd love to watch you guys prop up as you as you enhance what you're what you're doing with, uh, you know, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Good. So, yeah, uh, connect us and then uh, we'll uh, and, I, and I, I, I'm pretty sure before I look it up, I'm aware of them. So uh, I've heard of them, too. Yeah. So we'll. Uh, yeah, we would love to have them on and prop them up. But yeah, so the here's for the AAR. Okay, there was definitely something landed in Brazil. We don't know what it was. 
Aliens. Uh, but it definitely, the Anunnaki. It, it definitely was an alien. Uh, I'm going to go with the, of course, I'm doing the AR. So Those are reptilians. With, Those are reptilians. With, with Not my the Anunnaki. take was that it was somebody looking for their seventh cousin from uh, from when they first landed here in America, <laughs> well, in uh, on Earth. Right after it. they were done with the pyramids, and then and then yep, we yep, we really yep. expected Buddy to come at us with a, a a super hot honesty cap, but he just decided to whine about soccer. Uh, but the the truth is is that which is the honesty cap is America now no longer cares about soccer for the next four years. So that's <laughs> that's that's the truth. All right. So yeah, yeah, Dave can cry all he wants. And then uh, we had Fusion Cell on. Yeah, and. Uh, oh yeah! Don't forget about Izzy. Yeah, sorry, God came on there and said, "Don't forget Shout about Izzy." Shout out to Izzy. Buddy has a new girlfriend, and he's off the market. You know, it's it is <laughs> it, it is a conspiracy that Buddy is with an English girl talking about how the English did something for the World Cup. How does he? And know she that? lives in France, though. Right, yeah. right. So were Buddy we even is... able to establish where he actually was physically? Well, he was in his no, house. no, that no. Was, I don't know the color on the wall. I don't. That was that, well, that he, was. Oh, it was. He did go. He did go into. He did. Yeah. But 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 Buddy is definitely using the World Cup to pick up chicks. So that now that that's over, it's it is what it is. And by the way, go on our YouTube channel. <laughs> go on the YouTube channel and look up how special forces use so, Tinder. Yeah. All right. It is. It is the tremendous. <laughs> oh. If yeah, you're single yeah. and you want to use Tinder. Buddy gives you a class on how to do it, and it's phenomenal. So apparently, just, you can do a thousand mile radius we, now because it like was activated over there in England, or you know, yeah, I'm just yeah. Kidding. we're kidding. Well, I mean, he he could have changed his domain. He's probably got a VPN. He probably that's put it true. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, the <laughs> the uh, we we don't usually have for profit companies on here. Um, we have a few, uh, but this was a great one that came on here with Fusion Cell and the way Monty described it, and again. Get yourself ready, all right, as a veteran. And they have the Veteran Academy there and corporations watching or hiring people watching. Get your company actually veteran ready. Uh, and that goes into a whole other show. We can probably talk a whole other show about veteran ready. Mm -hmm. um, so that that was phenomenal. And again, he was an Air Force guy. He dealt with bombs. That's about all I got for the AAR. So, uh, uh, Monty, last word before Dave closes us out. Throw some plugs out there. I would love it if, because uh, the only world I live on is LinkedIn. I don't have any other social medias, but uh, if you are on LinkedIn, you're listening to the show, connect with me. I'd love to see the influx of how this this affects what we can do. I'm going to take my interaction with you in that networking moment and find out what can I do to advance the issues for my community. My community is veterans, transitioning service members, military spouses, veteran spouses, and of age dependents. That's the community that I want to prop up. And if you're interested in doing that, connect with us. Um, and I just got to tell you, man, I, I, I just met these cats and I love what you guys are about, what you guys are trying to accomplish. I would encourage you to uh, uh, embrace this employment aspect as a place where we can really affect underemployment, unemployment, homelessness, the suicide conditions, the mental health aspects. There is such a massive massive increase or decrease depending on how you want to look at it yeah. in the number of issues our community has when they have that foundational component of family and home and a job those three things impact all of the things that we talk about often probably more than all of the individual little efforts love it love it and and Candace jumped on in the chat just stay on after we get off so we'll get you guys connected actually we're going to Paul and Candace's house later on the square you way, but hey, amazing stuff. They this eat was really good. There. That's why they go there. Yeah. 
That's just smart. That's exactly. (laughs) This was was really good stuff. Very informative. So for anybody that tuned in late, make sure you go to veterantrashtalk.com. It has all our links. Uh, Go check our episode out on YouTube. You can check out our store at shop.veterantrashtalk.com or gruntworksclothing.com. I'm wearing one of my favorite hoodies. Just Just a tip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was on their shop today. It's pretty kick-ass. Yeah. Oh, you saw some of our merch? I we'll, did. We'll talk yeah, yeah. It is Megan's hoodie. It is yeah, Megan. I, uh, well, everything in I the decided house is to... Megan. She pays for it. So. <laughs> she does very well. That's she's why even she's giving him a job. I love that. Megan, is, we need yeah. to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's already <laughs> part of the DOD and part of SkillBridge. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to be starting that venture in January. But thanks for tuning in. Who do we got next Saturday? We got some pretty big guests oh, on next Saturday. Yeah, too, we right? got Scott Mann coming on, author of the Pineapple Express and uh the new wow. thing coming on. And we got Mike Levine from Vet TV coming on as a guest host to uh help promote that. Uh That'd be because, fun. Yeah. Uh yeah, Bill he's... Bill is probably coming on as well. Um, oh snap, we got a so, roundup next yeah, week. Yeah, we're gonna have a roundup next week because this these these guys organized, you know, a team to go get Afghan people out that worked with the United States and we're going to have the man, the legend who did it. So on the show, so it'll be a great show. So thanks awesome. everybody for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next Saturday.